0: Welcome to day number 21 of our 21 Days of Prayer campaign called Pray First. Um, we made it, and I'm so encouraged that we did this together as a church family. And uh, I think, you know, in January, we'll do another one of these challenges, and I think we're going to have to figure out something um, for that challenge. You know, I'm, I'm able to see a little bit of the traffic to these podcasts on the website and kind of know how many are participating, but we're gonna look for more opportunities to bring us together um, for corporate prayer in the future. Um, Today and the last day, I I wanna talk briefly about playing it safe um, as Jesus followers, and specifically looking at a parable that Jesus gave um, about the talents, uh, and maybe you're familiar with this if you've been in, in church any length of time. But this parable is is always kind of haunted me, and it's in Matthew chapter 25. And in this parable, Jesus talks about three different service, the servants. And the master entrusts each of these servants with a sum of money for investing, and each one is given a sum of money according to their ability. And so Notice that they were measured by their ability, but not in a condescending way, actually in a very compassionate way that did not give them more than they could handle or expect more from them than they were able to do with the master's help. And then the master leaves these servants for a while, and he comes back to see what they've done with his investment. And the one that had been given five talents had gone and gained five talents more, and so congratulations to him. And the one with two talents had gone and gained two talents more, and congratulations to him. But then the servant came who had only been entrusted with one talent, and it turns out that out of fear he buried what was gifted to him in the ground and then the master is just he's, he's furious and and you read in Matthew chapter 25 verses 26 26- Through thirty, his master replied, You wicked and lazy servants, so you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then, you should have put my money on deposit with the banker, so that when I return, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags, for whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance and whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness and that's very sobering um and we all i think we know within ourselves we all have been gifted with compassion um with talents to use for God and sometimes we are scared to take risks in our our life of following Jesus. We're scared to step out of our comfort zone and Maybe put our reputation or put our prayers or put our God even on the line in some of the conversations that we have and the interactions that we have with people in our lives. And we tend to play it safe. Um, We tend to do maybe what people might expect us to do. We tend to stay quiet and, and kind of leave things as they are and kind of as the status quo. But it turns out that playing it safe is the riskiest thing we can do when we have been given so much. If God has gifted us, then it follows that God has measured our ability. And out of his compassion, he has uniquely equipped you and me to accomplish something for his kingdom. And God help us. We have to take what he has given to us and go and make an investment for the master. And I think it's interesting that we'll never really know what kind of investment um, or what kind of return on the investment could have been made for the master. That chance is gone. That door of opportunity is closed for that servant. But with a little bit of faith, a little bit of courage that should have come from knowing that the master knows me best and has equipped me for this, the world might have been changed. See, small acts of courage can change the course of history. And if that's true without God, imagine what small acts of courage can do when they're coupled with God. With courage, see, Esther says, if I perish, I perish. And she ends up saving the remaining Jews from genocide. With courage, a cupbearer named Nehemiah makes an impossible request and gets a foreign king to finance the rebuilding of Jerusalem. With courage, Three Hebrew boys refused to worship an idol and they end up converting a nation to worship their God. And any one of these could have run away and we all would have understood. Any one of these three examples could have run away and we would not think any less of them. But because of their trust in God and their courage, their resulting courage from their faith and their trust in God, we actually think more of them and we hold them up as heroes of faith. So when it's time to act for God, when our next step is before us and it's, it's kind of waiting to be taken, we have to obey, encourage, and banish the fear from our hearts. And that's going to look different for each of us. Um, a giant step for me might be you know, a step that you take every single day and vice versa. And, and neither does it require us to go on a mission field or travel around the world or give some great sum of money to the, to the kingdom of God. Sometimes the greatest acts of courage for God involve crossing a Room and not an ocean. It involves having a conversation with people that we know all too well, and not necessarily learning a foreign language. And the goal of that faith, the goal of having trust in God to act in courage, is not that we will no longer feel risk. We will always feel risk, but God has promised that whatever we re- we risk will be rewarded. So the goal of our faith isn't to remove our risk but rather to give us the confidence to know that whatever we risk for God is already being repaid. And in fact, isn't it kind of hard to say that we risk sacrificing something for God with that in mind? Like, how can we call it a sacrifice if we're going to receive more than we give? That's not really a risk at all. It is investing in a return that is guaranteed by the Creator But I'm convinced that the only regrets we're going to have at the end of our lives will be that we did not seek God more, that we did not follow God sooner, and that we did not value our treasure in heaven as orders of magnitude greater than anything this temporal life could offer. So much in the theme of a couple of days ago, I want you to go and do something today after you leave your time of prayer. Let today's prayer be all about getting direction. Let today's prayer be about focusing on a name or focusing on a need and then asking God to aim you at a risk and let you fly with the Holy Spirit. You and I have been blessed with so much. Let's put it to work for the King. For your Bible time today, head over to Matthew chapter 25 and read about the things that we should be concerned with when it comes time to measure what we have done for the kingdom. Um, I pray that your prayer time is richer because of these 21 days of prayer together. I pray that your prayer time continues stronger than it ever has before. And we'll see you again in January for another 21 days of prayer.